This is A Quiet Simple Life, the podcast about creating a life filled with peace, understanding, joy, beauty, and faith. I'm Sally from sallyboring.com. If you are ready to pursue a quiet, simple life in your home, relationships, and homeschooling, then you are in the right place. This is Episode 5, Bringing Peace to Your Life and Home. Welcome, friends. I am so pleased you've joined me again for the next episode of A Quiet, Simple Life. Starting today, we're going to take a look at five important parts of creating a cozy life. I talk about um, a cozy life quite a bit on my site, and there are five components that I feature on. And what are they? They are peace, understanding, joy, beauty, and faith. And today we are going to look at peace. So why start with peace? Well, I start with peace because it focuses on ordering your life so that you can think and reflect more deeply. So peace in the way I use it, is about helping you create an orderly home and an orderly life. I think of peace as largely focused on planning, organizing, and routines. So it's about being purposeful with the choices in your life as it encompasses these areas. And once we begin to create order and peace in our physical and mental spaces, we have the freedom to think and begin to develop greater understanding. And out of that peace and understanding flows joy. So we start with peace. I'm going to share with you five things that we focused on over the years in our home to create greater peace. Um, I'm going to explain a little bit the thinking behind them with the hope that it will help you start pinpointing some ways you can bring peace to your own home. There are definitely other things not on this list that contribute to peace in our home, but I'm going to share these five because I believe four of them definitely apply to most homes. And the fifth one, well, you'll have to see when we get there. So the first uh, principle that we apply when it comes to peace in our home is that relationships come first. Whatever the choices we make as it relates to planning, organizing, and routines, they have to fit with the relationships in our home. Um, The choices we make can't harm or hinder the marriage or the parent-child relationships. Um, If you have younger children, you especially understand that the relationships with your children come first. If you're married, the relationship with your spouse comes first. So any choices have to be made through the importance of relationships. Um, There were a lot of things I did to create peace in our home when it was just David and me for so many years, but quite a few of them had to go out the window once Caroline came along because I couldn't maintain the same things I did and also focus on my relationship with her. And the relationship with her had to come first. So anytime we're focusing on making choices regarding organizing, planning, and routines, the needs of the relationship must be considered and factored in. If my choices mean that I have to neglect my family or my marriage, then they are the wrong choices. So the first principle is that relationships come first. The second principle we operated by is that we have to have reasonable 
expectations. Um, on my website, I have a post about my one rule of homemaking, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but I'll tell you what it is before you click over there. Um, the rule is that we put it all away every day. So every night before we go to bed, we pick up the house. Um, we get up to a picked up house. When we come home from going somewhere, the house is generally picked up. Now it's not pristine. It's not perfect. It's, I mean, we live in our house. And when I wrote that post, Caroline was much younger. So we had a lot of toys and stuff, but it was always picked up. Um, pleasant clutter is fine, but we never allowed things to get chaotic. So we had reasonable expectations. We knew with a young child, things were never going to be perfect. We work at home now, we homeschool, there's always something going on. So our home is never going to look perfect. There's always gonna be dust at times or whatever, but we have reasonable expectations that keep us all happy and functioning well. So reasonably clean and picked up is my goal, especially when I had a young child, but even still now, I, I abandoned perfectionism a long time ago. So we go for reasonably good and a happy family, and that works out well for us. There's another um, post on my site about making peace with your creative child's clutter. That's another one I'll link to, and it's kind of the same principle. Sometimes your child is not wired the same way you are when it comes to stuff, and so you have to adjust your expectations to what's reasonable, and I, I go into greater detail with that. So that's another example of how relationships come first, and I've had to adjust my expectations a little bit to make sure that those relationships are strong. The third um, principle that we operate by is that everything has a place. Um, when we um, put something away, we know where it goes. We have systems in our home for where things go. Everything has a room, everything has a place. So for example, in the refrigerator, we keep the milk, the water, the apple juice in the same places in the fridge every time. So if someone opens it up, they know exactly where it is. The eggs are always in the same place. Um, the maple syrup and the applesauce that I use every day are always in the same place. When everything has a place, you can put a lot of life on autopilot. If someone goes to get something out of the fridge, they don't get frustrated because they can't find it. We all know we put things back where they go. And it just makes life simpler for everyone. So when we train our children to know where to put things and how to do things, we make life so much more peaceful. Now, some children will struggle with this and that's okay. Um, some children honestly do struggle remembering things, especially when they're younger and that's okay. So just keep patiently working on it. And unless you have reason to know differently, you know, give your child the benefit of the doubt, keep working on it. And eventually it will start to click. I've seen that in my own parenting and I know it to be true. Sometimes it just takes a bit for things to click, but everything has a place. And as you can, um, train your family members to um, recognize that and follow through. It just makes life so much more peaceful for everyone in the family. And related to that, we have um, a routine and a rhythm to our home life. And when we stick to them, it's when we are 
most at peace with life. Um, It's kind of funny, we've been reading Farmer Boy by Laura Ingalls Wilder. And there's a chapter um, in there when they go to the county fair. And the first day, Almanzo is really excited. And the second day, he's still excited to go back. And by the third day, the novelty is worn off and he just wants to be home. Routines and rhythms are healthy and we thrive on them especially if you have a child who is wired differently, which I talk about quite a bit on my site, they really need routines and rhythms. They need to know what to expect, when to expect it, and how to expect it. But they they free us. Um, our family has general routines. We keep our days loosely structured in certain ways, but within that structure, there's a lot of freedom. So for example, I don't clock things for the most part. For example, we don't eat lunch every day at a specific time. We do eat lunch within a certain window of time, depending on what we're doing that day. But we rarely eat lunch at the same time two days in a row. It's always within an hour time frame, but that's it. Um, I don't have a rule where everybody sits down at 12 o'clock and we eat lunch because it might not fit with the flow of what we're working on that morning. But we keep a rhythm and we keep a routine. This was really important when Caroline was younger because a schedule just didn't work with her. Um, That could be an entire podcast in and of itself. Finding peace with a child who doesn't follow any of the standard parenting advice. So we didn't have a schedule But as long as we kept to her routine, we were fine. But she would not be scheduled, and that's fine. We survived. But we had a routine. We still have a routine to our day and to our week that works for us. Um, There's a predictable flow, and it really makes life so much more peaceful and so much easier. Um, If you have a differently wired child who struggles, um, there's a post on my site called Gifted Children and Transitions that I think is really important to understand how children who are wired differently need help with transitions from one activity to the next. And I would encourage you to check that out in the show notes as well. So there's like four foundational principles that we work with. Relationships come first, reasonable expectations, everything has a place, and we have a routine and a rhythm. Those all bring a lot of peace to our life. Um, Now, the fourth one is probably not what you would expect, but it is one that brings peace to our life in an area I know a lot of people struggle with. And it's this, I got rid of all my laundry baskets, all of them. We do not have a laundry basket in the house. And I can imagine saying, wait, what is, how can this be? No laundry baskets? How do you deal with laundry? What do you do with the clean stuff? Well, in short, I put it away. Um, I hear so many people say that they struggle with piles of laundry that need to be put away. And at one point, I realized that while this wasn't this huge crippling problem for me, I did not like getting up to baskets of laundry that still have to be put away. And if you have that basket there, it's easy to plop it on the floor and say, I'm too tired, I'll do it tomorrow. So this is how I chose to deal with it 
rather than having laundry baskets sitting on the floor waiting for me to get to them. Um, and this was quite a few years ago. I got rid of all my laundry baskets and it means I have to deal with the laundry right then. No pushing it to the side, no letting it pile up. I have to face it and deal with it. So here's what we do. We have three hampers for dirty clothes. Caroline has one in her closet. David and I have one in our closet. And then there's one in the laundry room for wet towels. And I do the laundry as needed. In the summer, it's usually Thursday evening and Friday morning because summer afternoon electric rates are much higher. But the rest of the year, it's usually all day on Thursday. So I do the laundry and then I put it away. So how do I do that? The stuff that hangs in a closet, I put immediately on hangers as I pull it out of the dryer. If it needs to be ironed, it goes in the closet where we put the ironing and Otherwise, it goes directly to the correct bedroom closet. The rest I either fold on top of the dryer and put it away, or more often than not, I grab it in a jumble, I carry it to my bedroom, and I drop it on my bed, and I fold it, and I put it away. And that's it. Putting it on my bed forces me to put it away. I'm definitely not going to dump clean clothes on the floor and there isn't a large enough surface in the room to put it at night when I want to climb into bed. So it just gets put away. There's no other option available to me, which makes it easier to follow through. So honestly, I highly recommend it. Get rid of your baskets. It takes a few minutes to put the laundry away rather than looking at it and being stressed out that you have piles of laundry that haven't been taken care of. You can have greater peace if you take the extra three minutes after you take it out of the dryer and just put it away. So that's what we do. So why do I tell this story? Because we're talking about bringing peace to our homes. And this is a way that I bring peace to my home um, that someone might not think of. So I'm trying to get you to think differently about how to solve a problem in your particular case and, and what you can do to approach it from a different angle. Most people who struggle with laundry are not going to think of getting rid of their laundry baskets, but it might be the very thing to make it work. So if laundry stresses you out and disturbs the peace in your home because you don't have a routine for taking care of it, then make one, make a new one. If it's something else, um, look at the problem and figure out how you can change what you're doing to bring greater peace and be willing to think about it from a completely different perspective rather than trying to do the same thing and failing over and over. Um, Routines bring freedom and everything in our life that can be put on autopilot frees up our mind and our energy for other things. In episode two of this podcast, I shared a story about C.S. Lewis. Um, Elizabeth Elliot wrote this about him in a book called Faith That Does Not Falter, Selections from the Writings of Elizabeth Elliot. And the quote is, it was reassuring for me to learn that C.S. Lewis also liked monotony and routine. Urged time and time again to journey abroad to lecture, he stayed home and smoked his pipe and lectured where he felt he belonged. He also wrote wonderful things and remained content with familiar surroundings, able to draw on deep inner resources. There is value in monotony and routine. 
Um, we don't often think of it that way, but there is freedom in that routine and the rhythm. There's freedom in less. There's freedom in having a plan and working that plan. And C.S. Lewis knew that, and he was content with his routine that served him well and in turn served us well. So in closing, um, I just want to say that those are just a few thoughts to get you thinking about peace, organizing, planning, um, having routines and rhythms, all of those things will bring peace to your life. And then that will free you up to move on to the idea of understanding. And on my website, I have a free gift for uh, my subscribers. It's called the Cozy Life Library. And it includes six mini courses to get you started on creating a quiet and simple life. And the six titles are called Creating a Cozy Life, Getting Started, Creating a Cozy Homeschool, Embracing the Simplicity of Homemaking, Internet and Social Media Challenge, Creating a Quiet Time Routine, and Why Differently Wired Children Need a Cozy Life. So I encourage you to go over, download that. If you've downloaded it before, but you haven't worked through it, I highly encourage you to do it. It's a great starting point to get a handle on all of these different parts of your life and create greater peace, understanding, joy, beauty, and faith. I would also encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. I hope you'll download each episode, leave feedback, tell others about it and share the link. There are so many people who could benefit from a quiet, simple life and might not know where to find this podcast and you could share it with them and it could make a real difference in their life and in the life of their loved ones. Each podcast will be talking about some aspect of creating a quiet, simple life. Next time we'll be talking in all likelihood about understanding, unless something comes up in the meantime. So until next time, I hope you will remember to focus on whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 